Are you interested in making your own podcast? If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. It's free. They have creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or your computer. Anchor will then distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcast, and many more. You guys can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. And in fact, I'm using Anchor and I love it. If you're interested, download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Hey, everybody. This is Heidi St. John, and I appreciate you listening today. You have found me at my little corner of the internet. This is the Busy Mom Podcast. For those of you who are first-time listeners, I just want to take a minute to introduce myself. My husband, Jay, and I have seven children. They range in age from 5 to 25, and we've been homeschooling our kids for, I don't know, since the dawn of time. I'm 187 years old in homeschooling not going to (laughs) lie. So uh, we are passionate about uh, the Word of God and passionate about helping equip parents to equip their children. And I believe that this generation of parents, particularly those of you who are listening that have uh, children who are still in grade school, obviously all of your children, very special. But I, I have come to believe, based on what I'm seeing in the culture and what I'm reading in the Word of God, that you are raising a very special generation of children. And it is my heart and passion to just equip you with the Word of God and to encourage you by stories like the one you've been hearing this week from my friend Judy. And I, I, I'm here to tell you, there are thousands more stories like Judy's where that came from, because God is doing a work in this generation. He is not silent on the issues that you are facing, and He loves you. The Lord of the universe, the God of heaven's armies, the one who created you, loves you. And this is the message that uh, this generation really needs to hear. So if you're not familiar with uh, our ministry, I run a blog called The Busy Mom. I've been blogging for about, mm, oh my goodness, I guess 17 years. And uh, it's something that I, that I love to do. I've written a few books, and my next book from Tyndale is going to be coming out in 2017. I'm excited about that. You'll hear more about that in the days to come. But in the meantime, um, I've written a book on marriage and a, and a book on uh, just scheduling my days. They have a little bit of a homeschool slant to them, but you can find them at HeidiStJohn.com and just click on the store. It'll take you to the nonprofit organization that we run. The nonprofit is called Firmly Planted Family. And if you're encouraged by what you're hearing, if this podcast encourages you, I want to let you know that we are listener supported. You don't hear ads on this podcast because there aren't any. And that means that uh, we don't make any money off of the podcast. This may change actually in the days to come. We'll see uh, what the Lord does. But for right now, if you're inter- if you are encouraged by what we're doing, we would really be blessed by your financial support. You can support us by sending a check to the nonprofit that's Firmly Planted Family, P.O. Box 460, Battleground, Washington. 98604, or just click on the link in the show notes. Also, if you're encouraged by what you're hearing um, and you haven't left a a review for us yet at iTunes, head on over there to iTunes. You can either search for Heidi St. John or for The Busy Mom. And uh, if you click on the little gear gear thing, uh, it will let you leave a review. You can rate it and then leave a review. If you don't enjoy the podcast, feel free to email me. Um, I would love to talk to you about what it is that you want to hear and what um, what kinds of things uh, you're struggling with. If you've got podcast ideas, those can be sent to us at podcast at thebusymom.com. One more thing before I, uh, I invite my friend Judy back to the show today is that we are working on women's conferences uh, right now. Registration for the Indianapolis Fearless event is live. You can find that by going to HeidiStJohn.com forward slash 
fearless. We have another event coming up in November in Tampa. And registration for that opens up very soon. The early bird rate for Indianapolis ends in the next couple of days if it's not over already. So if you're in the greater Indianapolis or Cincinnati area and you're interested in coming to hear me speak, we do a day and a half workshop, basically just getting you guys into the word of God and teaching you what God has to say about who you are and what God has to say about the culture. If you're interested in hosting uh, my women's event, please email us. Dorinda Wilson is the one who handles those for me. My friend Dorinda, many of you guys have heard her on the podcast with me. You can reach her at Dorinda, D-U-R-E-N-D-A, at thebusymom.com. All right, Judy, you are back today, woman. Thank you so much for coming back. Well, here we go. I'm here again. I love it. <laughs> thank you for having me. I want to just thank you for your transparency and for your honesty. I think you're bringing a much-needed voice to this conversation. You and I have talked about this for many years about just the the really the the poor way that many uh many times a church has treated the issue of homosexuality. Your experience praise the Lord was yep. different because God surrounded you with Christians who loved you and showed you the love of Jesus. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, and I I think I don't know if that's a, a aberration or not, but you know, I can tell you that uh the attractiveness of God was powerful, mm. and um, and I think that uh, I still have that attraction, you yeah. know, to, to the yeah. Lord and, and what He's done in my life. And because uh, it really is a redemption story, it really is a redemption story. I mean, totally. Mm -hmm. And so, um, God just I think worked a miracle. You know, someone told me one time that um, it was a miracle, and I said, oh, yeah. I don't know, but I've come to believe that it truly was a miracle because he changed my thinking, he changed my behavior, he changed my feelings, um, he changed everything. And, you know, um, my story since being converted and since knowing him, there was struggles in there because I had to uh, leave somebody that had been for 16 years and, and, and true struggles. Um, but God provided a way for me. He never left me. I can remember people telling me he will never forsake you, and he never did. You know, I think it's important. It's a good—I'm glad that you said that, because I think listeners need to hear that when you're asking—when when a, a person who's living a homosexual lifestyle comes to know the Lord, and the Bible is not silent on the issue of homosexuality. God no, it's is not. very clear That's right. um, on the issue of homosexuality, as he is on all issues pertaining to life and godliness, which is what we read in Timothy, right? Right. So God is God has something to say. But when you're talking, I think that the issue of homosexuality, particularly in your case, Judy, and other people like you who've been living with a member of the same sex in that kind of relationship, that I mean, that'd be like, I mean, if someone said to me, Well, Heidi, if you want to follow Jesus, you gotta leave Jay, I don't know that I could do it. Right. You know, I I would be I would be devastated. Exactly and so right. what really and this is this is part of the effects of sin, this insidious nature of sin to get you into this relationship where you you literally have to choose. And that is what Pastor Skip told you. Absolutely. He said you're going to have to choose. Hard words to hear. Right. Very hard. And I, I think Christians would do well to show empathy. That's tough. It doesn't change the truth. Exactly right. But it's tough. It really is tough. And I think that's where we kind of fall down as Christians is we forget that these are real relationships you're dealing with. And people have feelings and people have lives. And, you know, I I made the decision to follow Christ. And I tell you, I had to uproot myself from the whole situation. I mean, I went home and I told my friend uh, and I had to tell her, you know, I, I have to do this. And, and uh, she didn't understand at all. Mm. Um, it made my life pure hell for a while. 
uh, Jesus Christ, though, was right there beside me the whole step of the way. And it it's took so me a few important. years. Yeah. It's so important. You know, and people say, I hear, sometimes I hear moms, you know, they're worried about what's happening in the culture because, you know, well, all you gotta do is turn on the news. <laughs> <It's> kinda, <laughs> right. We're living in some stressful times. But I hear moms say all the time, what happens if, what, well, what if this, well, what if that, what if, what if, what if? And I always tell them, listen, you don't have, the Bible says not to worry about tomorrow because God's going to give you the grace that you need for what is happening in your life right now. And really you're, when you talk about, you know, leaving this relationship that you'd been in for, for so long and moving out of the house, it's basically, this, it's a divorce, really. It really is. Um, what you're saying is that God met you there. Yep. That he met you in that place, that he didn't leave you. Never and did. it's like a mother who's walking through an illness with her child or who whose husband has left her and she's all she has is she's clinging to the Lord. And that's why the Bible talks about that peace that passes understanding. Absolutely. Because you don't get it till you need it. And you don't get it till you need it. Exactly right. Mm -hmm. And there were many times along the way that I've, you know, like you said, grace gives you at the time you need the grace. And uh, I, it took me about two years to totally heal and to totally break away from that relationship because we had so much intertwine. And... Um, but he never left me, and um, I left that relationship. And after two years, I was—I felt like I could just move on. And and he did move me on. I mean, he he uh, led me to Bradley, you know, and I got married. And eleven and a half that years was amazing. later, that was an amazing day. Yeah, it a lot was. of tears that were shed that day. Yeah, yeah, I looked the best I've ever looked in my life. You that did day. look good, girl. I will say. <laughs> Judy was looking hot that day, and we were all like, well, Bradley, you got your work cut out for you there, buddy. <laughs> and, and I think if you'd ask him today, he would tell you the same thing today. <laughs> <laughs> and honestly, just to watch the two of you interacting with each other and, you know, and, and walking out life struggles together and listening to the two of you talking, I'd love to have you both on sometime. That'd be that'd be hoot and holler and good time. Yep. Uh, but just to hear even Bradley say, you know what? I had to relearn what it meant to even be a husband. Yep, he sure did. Because he had to relearn it. He sure did. And you did. had to learn what it meant. To be a Christian wife. To be a Christian wife. I had wife. no clue. Yeah. And, and in my uh, in the years afterwards, I had so many people helping me with that that I sought out because I wanted to be a good Christian wife and a good Christian you know, person and a helper because that's what the Lord calls for is for us to women to be their their husband's helpers. Mm -hmm. And really, that's uh, that's something that's a whole nother probably cad cast in itself yes absolutely and, and so, everybody every every wife that i know struggles with that yeah you know absolutely and it's just, it's a daily surrendering to the lord it's like lord show me how i can be the the um friend that i need to be to my husband how can i be the helper i need to be how can i be the lover that i need, need to be, to be. Yep. and all of these things are different facets of walking with God. And the cool thing about walking with God is he created you. Yes, he did. So he knows how to help you do all of those things. All of the things that he created you to do, he can absolutely, he can help, absolutely you help you do. Yeah. I want to touch on in this particular podcast in the few minutes that we have left, uh, I want to ask you, how can we as Christians be Jesus to the gay community? How can we love them? How can we um, interact with them? How how and I know you said that it really broke your heart, this whole uh, shooting like it did mine and anybody else who has any inkling of empathy in them at all, the shooting at the gay nightclub in Orlando. But when you uh, when you think about Christians today interacting with, um, like, let's start here. So let's say that um, that there's a mom listening to this today and her 13-year-old, 14-year-old, 15-year-old kid, because these kids are getting pumped full of this information in the public school. I yeah, mean, there's no really question are. at all. This lifestyle is being promoted, pushed, um, glamorized when really it's not glamorous. It's not glamorous. Uh, and so let's say there's a mom whose 15 year old kid just came home from school and said, "I th I'm I think I might be gay." 
What's how how does that mom? How does a Christian mom respond to that? Well, what I would say first off is don't freak out. Don't freak Good. out. You know, yeah, yeah. <laughs> don't, you don't freak out. You do not want to freak out and 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 uh, tell the kid, oh my gosh, you know what's going on. Just take it for face value what he's what that person says to you what your child says to you um some of the questions you can ask and i think are very good is why do you think that what has led you to believe that you are gay you know um, because i think that if you listen to your child speak you'll be able to glean some information out of them of why they believe that they're gay is it someone told them this is it some something happened that they believed in this some experience and i would just sit down with your child and try to get your child to open up to you um and of course pray for your child that's yeah. very big um never stop praying um you know i was very fortunate in my uh my 22 years as i lived as a lesbian that i had people praying that i had no idea were praying yes there's power in prayer there is very you know and so that was very helpful um and I would just say, just be in tune with what your child is going through and, yeah. and help them that way. Yeah, I love that. And just being like we were talking about a couple of days ago, don't be afraid to broach these issues with your kids. Absolutely. They've got to have parents who are not afraid of the gospel, not ashamed of the gospel. Because honestly, when you're when someone comes to you and says, oh, I'm living this lifestyle or I'm living that lifestyle, oftentimes we don't want to tell them. Well, God says that's wrong because at the end, at, if you get down to the root of it, it's pride. Mm -hmm. We're embarrassed. We're embarrassed. We don't right. want, you know, we are ashamed of the gospel. And Paul's like, I'm not ashamed of the gospel because it's the power of God for salvation. Exactly. And your right. kids need to hear that you're not ashamed of the gospel and you're not ashamed of them. Exactly. That you right. love them, that we all struggle, that this sin of homosexuality is no different than any, uh, than any other sin. Jay and I have friends who have told us that they have struggled with same sex attraction and our, our, um, encouragement and love toward those people has always been, you know what, we all struggle with sinful desires. Every single one of us, we get up every day and we have to we have to lay it down. Yep. We have to go, Lord, help us with this thing. It doesn't become, the thought isn't what is sin. The action is the what action makes it is sin. The action is sin, yes. And so your kids need to know that. So um, so I love that. When you, when you um, encounter somebody and you're talking to them about, um, you know, God's heart for um, the gay community or whatever, and you um, and you know that there are gay people that come to church and that kind of thing. Um, I love your testimony because you said that people around you genuinely loved you. How, do you. how did you? How did they show that to you? How come you say that? I show that to me because they invited me to their homes. Um, mm -hmm. They invited me, you know, you folks. I can tell you there were times when uh, you folks invited me to conferences. We'd go to the uh, yes. music conferences. Yep. And uh, we'd sit in the backseat singing with your children. <laughs> and, you know, and I really enjoyed that. And, and even then, even though I was out of that lifestyle, you know, for a, a, a season at that point, it still blew me away that people would love me enough to include me into their homes. Um, and made me feel welcome, made me feel like that new creature in Christ yes. that, that, that Jesus had created. Yeah. And I tell you, that's very powerful because um, you can't do it by yourself. Yes. And especially for someone that's coming out of such a, a, a strong sin as homosexuality, it's very important that you surround that person and invite them in, invite them in, make them part of the church yeah. and make them part of what's going on around you. Just don't say, hey, look, they're in and go on to the next yeah, person. Yeah, because you, what you're trying to do, because you, the, the gay community is a very tight-knit, very strong, socially networked community. Exactly And when you right. leave it, you stinking better have another very tight, very connected, very tight-knit community to go into. Yes, and that was the case for me because I was plugged in all kind with gay stuff. And then, uh, you know, that was one of my fears was that, 
will I have any more friends? You know, is this going to, how is this going to affect my, my, um, appearances around me and my experiences. Am I going to be lonely? Am I going to be lonely? Am I going to be, you know, loved? Am I going to be? And so it's very important that um, if you have a gay person or anybody that's coming out of sin, really, that you surround them and that you... I think it's important you say this that's coming out of sin because I think some people that I listen to or that I've talked to in in years past, because Jay and I, you know, growing up in Portland, we pastored at a church in Portland for many years. There's There's a large gay community there. And when those people come to our church, we were very kind to them. But if they were living, like I was not going to have a gay couple over to my house simply for the the fact that I didn't want my kids to see me normalize that. I wanted right. my kids to understand this isn't okay. Yep. But we were never unkind. And if, for Jay and I, uh, on an individual level, that'd be different. But when it was coming, when it was with our children, children you can yep. see the insidiousness of it. Um, because I think the, uh, the gay community has done a really good job of hijacking uh, words that Christians should have been using and didn't. Right. Like that we should have been more loving, that we should have been saying, you know what, God God loves you and I love you. And I love you by virtue of the fact that God loves you. And if he can save me out of my sin, he can sure save you out of yours. Right. You know, it's this narrative of of love and truth, truth. and how they go together. Yep. And they can't be separated. That's exactly right. And that's what Pastor Skip told me that whole time is yeah. that basically this is truth. And you know, when you're shown the truth in the Bible, which is what he shared with me also that day, you know, you can't refute it. Yep. Um. And I um, I want to end with what you said. I saw this, uh, that you get you get a lot of people on your Facebook page, Judy. Yeah, I do sometimes. And, and a lot of people who are... <laughs> I stir up trouble. You do, <laughs> which is another reason I love you. Uh, but you're just unashamed and unafraid to engage people. And this one man who challenged you and basically said that you were a fake lesbian, that you didn't really right, live that. that you, so because you couldn't possibly get saved out of that because, you know, you're born that way, which you have huge issues with that, right? I do have huge issues You're saying you're not born. born this way. You choose this way. These are things that you actually choose to do. And they can be based on experiences like the ones you had, but it's still their choice that we make and I love this and I'm gonna I'm gonna end uh, this this series uh, with just something that I read off of Judy's Facebook page so here she is answering this man she said I remember the day as a lesbian and after many years of soul searching and knowing that I wanted to serve Christ finding myself in a pastor's office asking him how I could live as a lesbian with my girlfriend of 16 years and follow Christ at the same time you know what he said he said in the most loving way you have to choose. And so I chose Jesus Christ. I left the lifestyle I had been living for 22 years, and 17 years later, I am healthy, joyful, and married to a most godly man. Jesus can change hearts and minds. He can change anyone. I chose obedience, and my life has never been the same since the day that I chose Christ. Judy, thanks for coming on here. We appreciate it. Thanks for listening, everybody. We'll see you back here next time at the Busy Mom Podcast. For more encouragement, visit me online at thebusymom.com.